Hi guys, my name is Olivia, and welcome or welcome back to the safe space of Heavenly Feminine. Today I will be talking all things about my hiatus, why I was gone, why I went, and where I'm going to be going moving forward. Um, it'll be quite a story time. Um, I hope I can tell you with good storytelling abilities. Um, but I will preface a little bit of a trigger warning as I will be talking a lot about grief um, and sadness, depression, healing. Um, so if you're not in the headspace, you don't have the emotional capacity to hear that, that's okay. You don't have to listen. Focus on yourself. Reach out to me. I'll also be putting um, all the links for help in um, the description, not the description, in the um, show notes. So please reach out if you need it. Otherwise, I'm here and I hope you don't feel as alone if you stay and listen to my story. So I begun my hiatus, I think, late June or early July. I believe it was July that I kind of officialized, is that a word? Made it official that I'm going on a hiatus um, when I put up a Instagram post on my Instagram um, that talked about high functioning depression. Now, I don't think I really said it in my um, caption that I was going on a hiatus. I think I just hoped that that would kind of preface it and that's when everything kind of really built up for me um building up in not the best way and this is kind of where it begins so prior to that instagram post i noticed i had started to um really lose touch with myself um, the way I kind of kept describing it to people around me and to myself was I felt like I was flatlining. I had no emotion or desire to feel. Um, I felt like it was way too much energy to smile or to frown. It was too much for me to laugh or to cry. No matter the emotion, I just my my mind or my body or both neither of them could comprehend why it was happening but it just knew that it couldn't put up with emotion if that makes sense so I just felt really numb and one of my favorite memories from that time was when I told my boyfriend Ethan that I was feeling really numb and I think it was just like random minutes later or even an hour later he started massaging my feet and it was so random I was like what are you doing um and he said it's because I said I felt numb and he's like I want you to feel something so hopefully this feels good um so that was really really sweet and um I'd gotten sick around that time too because I remember my mum came over to the house I was now like staying at um and she brought me what we call polywatchka. I'm so sorry to anyone who is actually Slovak or Czech. I cannot pronounce it properly. Um, but it's our, like, chicken soup, pretty much. And I was brought up on it. It's banger. I love it. Um, but so she brought me over this chicken soup. And um, I remember, yeah, I, I don't think... I did not have COVID at that point. 
I think I had influenza. It was crazy. I got really sick. Um, my immune system was down. My mental health was down. My physical health was down. Um, and I started to realize, like, oh, this happened last time I went into a depressive episode. That was like the first sign of me going numb and not being able to feel things or have the energy to feel things and so I talked to my mom my boyfriend I talked to my doctor and thankfully I received a lot of support um and I don't know where I would be if I didn't receive that much support and um my doctor gave me a list of psychologists to reach out to so I made a whole Excel spreadsheet about, you know, where they are located, what the business is called, what the psychologist's name is, the amount um, I would have to pay per session, the amount um, of, like, time each session is. Because some of them are, like, one hour, what? Some of them are five, uh, five. Some of them are 50 minutes. Some of them are 55 minutes. Like, so random. Um, and... I remember my mum and Ethan were kind of laughing at me like, oh my God, Olivia, like you're making a whole Excel spreadsheet about it, but I just needed to. I even put in like my initial vibe when I spoke to them over the phone. I made my decision because um, I think there was three places that could get me in quite quickly, like within the next like three weeks or so. The other ones couldn't get me in for like months. And so I had to decide between these three places. Now they had really close um, payment um, amounts, you know, so they were pretty much all cost the same. They were all in the same general area where I live. So it was all based around how I feel, like which one was I really drawn to. And the place I went was absolutely amazing. I had one session with her and um, I just knew I was on the right track. Now my doctor who um, he told me to like of course keep him updated with how my psychology sessions go um, he also thought that the symptoms I was showing because it wasn't just like depression that I was rocking up with I noticed I was having these things that were really disturbing me at work and at uni and just in my general life um, I was having things with like noise sensitivities or f sensations like actual feelings so with these feeling issues and sound issues and emotional issues um and the way because I literally wrote it into a list <laughs> and just gave it to the doctor um it was actually kind of from the advice of if you guys have listened to the episode with Olivia Grace she helped me a lot in this journey um, as in not side by side, but her advice on how to, I guess, get, um, I'm forgetting the words now, but being, um, like validating yourself while at the doctor, validating your experience and making sure you're getting the help that you know you need, if that makes sense. Um, and so I wrote this list down so I wouldn't tell, try and tell the doctor from the top of my head and he would just go, ah, Okay. Uh, but thankfully for me, my doctor was really supportive. But when he first looked at my list of symptoms, he thought that I was on the autistic spectrum. And I was like, huh, you know what? That's 
that's definitely possible. That's definitely plausible. Um, and I went home and did a lot of research and so much of it did resonate with me, but then there was a lot that also didn't. And so I started therapy with my therapist or psychologist. I get really like stumped with knowing what's what, to be honest. I just, I, I kind of go between all those terms. So again, if someone wants to walk me through <laughs> the difference between therapist, psychologist, please let me know. Um, but I started with her. I, I want to give her a name. I'm going to call her, I'm going to call her Lily. I don't know. I just like the name Lily. So Lily has been so helpful and um, hasn't necessarily officially diagnosed me yet, but we're just looking at this one diagnosis and understanding it and understanding how to work with it. So it feels like I'm, I'm like, yeah, I've got this, um, but I haven't received that official diagnosis, if it makes sense, and that is for OCD. Um, lots of intrusive thoughts lots of thoughts having to even out sensations like you know if I hit my elbow on the table on my left side I need to do it on my right side but like evening it out when you walk along the pavement and you step on a crack you need to get it on the other side of the foot things like that um and and a lot a lot more and a lot that I didn't even realize because when she first said I could have OCD I was like what are you talking about because I only thought of the generic um, OCD that I see in like films and stuff, or at least the films that I've seen, where you know they might be more germophobic. Um, really, they have to count things or have to constantly check on things. And I have some of those, but I was like, oh, I don't think I have it to that extent. And it doesn't really explain these other things happening to me. And then, oh, it did. Um, so that's a whole nother thing, which I might like to touch on more in depth later when I feel more, um, okay <laughs> with it. Like I understand it a bit more because at the moment I'm still learning and trying to understand why things are happening and how to kind of unlearn them or how to just deal with them. And so it's been very emotionally draining, um, but also liberating to know that there is probably something that's happening uh, or that there is something happening and I am constantly being validated by her that I have every right to be not feeling my best or feeling okay right now um, and it's just something so special because I think a lot of us tend to kind of gaslight ourselves and be like oh like I'm being overdramatic I'm being so sad for nothing like you know um, but she's constantly reassuring me and telling me no you're you're allowed to feel this way um, and here are some reasons why you're probably feeling this way like there's evidence to show like you're not just being um, you're not just being sad for no reason whether that be there's an actual thing in my world or my internal world that's happened or whether it's because I have a literal chemical imbalance so that's been really good my second session with Lily was a hard one and it was probably my hardest session to date. Um, I've lost a friend um, in the period between my first session with her and my second session with her, um, which I think was like a week or two <laughs> gap 
He was one of the people, I think he was the only person who reached out to me after I put up that Instagram post on my Instagram about high-functioning depression. He reached out, was asking me if I'm okay, if there's anything he can do, giving me the advice to make sure I take walks, I get sunshine, I get fresh air, I get to clear my mind, make sure I'm eating right, I'm drinking enough water, I'm sleeping right. He was just really being such such a caring person and I'm so forever grateful for him and the advice he gave me and then we talked over a couple days especially because I felt like I had no energy to message people to talk to people even my closest friends I wasn't really messaging them in this time because like I said everything was such an effort and I was in that flatline era. And um, so we talked not a lot over the next couple of days, but it was just because I felt like I couldn't get to the phone. I couldn't just open it up and message, which has played on my mind a bit. But the day before um, my friend went missing, he um, had liked my messages. He didn't respond to them, but he liked them because I think at one point he said, like, I'm so sorry for rambling, da-da-da. And so I messaged back saying, like, no, I love your advice. Like, thank you. Don't be sorry. And he liked my messages. And then the next day he had gone missing. That went on for about a week and for the whole community. It's just crazy to see how he impacted a whole community. His legacy has been left with so many of us. But after a week, his body was found and I found out while I was at work and I'd already, like, the prior week had been sent home from work because I just couldn't stop crying at work. Um, I, I tried to go to the bathroom and pull myself together, but I just, I couldn't. And um, so that was, like, the prior week. And then the next week, this happened. And I was thankfully in the back room well of course I would be I, I couldn't have my phone out on the shop floor but I was in the back room on my break and um, I saw the news on my phone and I lost it I don't know if it's a panic attack or an anxiety attack or if it's just some sort of other attack but I couldn't think I couldn't breathe um, I kind of was like hyperventilating so I had one manager like trying to help me breathe I had another one wiping away my tears with a tissue I had another one like patting my back I had another go and buy me a peppermint tea or a green tea and a cookie um, and again like having those girls there they, they just absolutely saved me from just not being able to function because there was a lot of times where I'd be in the back room on my break and no one was there and I'd be on my own and I'm like, I can't imagine that happening when I was on my own and someone walking in on me or something um, and I had told some of them about how he went missing because I wasn't really myself and uh, my sister came and picked me up from work and then when I got home her and my mum well my mum was on a business trip so she drove back home um, to come support me and my best friend and his boyfriend came my boyfriend came and we all just 
talked about him and his memories and how happy he made us. So that was really good just talking about him and not being alone, but still in those quiet moments or even, you know, at the funeral surround, like, oh my God, so many people showed up to his funeral. Like they literally were piled out of like the, I don't know if it's called a chapel. I don't know if it was a chapel, but they, it was insane the amount of people who showed up and it was so beautiful having that support, but also being allowed to just cry and to mourn um it was very special and to remember him and I made his parents a painting of him and a scrapbook with everyone from like school or teachers or other people in the community um they sent him photos they sent in a paragraph or a couple words of memories of him and um I started that like as soon as we kind of heard the news and I'd gotten home I was like this is like this is what's keeping me going like this is what I need to do this is how I'm gonna also heal but I also want to show his parents like how we all view him through our own lenses you know the impact he had on all of us and I started working on it but eventually it got harder and harder to work on as I processed my grief and remembered him it just got really hard to look at the photos or to read someone's paragraph as I wrote it into the into the scrapbook because I hand I hand wrote it all I felt like it just felt more real I only just gave it to them in December 2022 um, because it was just really hard to work on but I decided Christmas is going to be very hard for his family I want them to hopefully have something that will make their heart smile make them just again see how we all saw him and um i've gone to the place where his body was found and i've cried i've put some flowers down as many have i've talked to him and superstitious or not whatever you believe in i was talking to him at one point and then i said i just i just hope you're okay and then it started raining like no joke as soon as I said that it started raining and he kept popping up in my dreams there were and, and in all of them I kept saying like, I don't know how you're here like and I'm and there's like a crowd of people there was one it literally looked like town square is that what it's called or something in New York I don't know but like some sort of like station and there's people walking left and right and he's just standing there it has like a little bit of a little bit of like an aura and I'm like how can no one see him and I'm screaming at people trying to ask if they can see him and no one could and he was trying to calm me down and say Olivia like I'm here to see you I'm here to see you I wanted to talk to you um and some people told me they think that I was just processing losing him while other people were saying he was visiting me so no matter your beliefs it was still something beautiful. It stressed me out on no end <laughs> on times um, and confused me, but I can look back at it with a smile now. So that was kind of post and pre um, Instagram post. And I kept going to therapy. Well, I'm still going, but Lily is on like a leave at the moment, so I can't see her for another month or so. And I'm like, ah, Lily, I need you. <laughs> and but I'm getting to a good place I'm going to start journaling because I know I'm at my 
mental healthiest when I journal and I'm kind of checking in with myself. I'm going to take the advice of my friend and really watch what I eat, how I sleep, what I drink, to go on walks, to get sunshine, to get fresh air. That's my goal for this year, just to try and do these seemingly little things, but do them better. And on top of that, I was half diagnosed with PCOS as well. And I say half because I had one doctor who was like, yeah, you have it. And then I talked to Lily about it and Lily was like, he didn't do half the tests he needs to, to actually diagnose you with that. I was like, what? So I went to a female doctor, got all this testing done and she said, I have early signs of PCOS. I don't actually tick off enough boxes to say I have PCOS. Like, um, the only things that I really have right now is I have insulin resistance I have um, a overload of testosterone, um, hence my super oily skin, my super oily scalp and my acne <laughs> and um, yeah, those are the two main things that I have um, and so she's helping me with that. I think she says she's going to refer me to a dietitian for a bit to try and get better and it's bloody hard especially when I'm going through a lot of emotional distress and I'm used to eating my feelings away it's gonna be a challenge to learn to outgrow that and get better just just get better for my body get better for that insulin resistance and balancing out my hormones and and fixing my gut health and all of that like it's just going to be a snowball of everything I reckon um it's going to take a hot minute I don't believe I can do it at the click of a finger but I have some hope that I'll get there if you're feeling stuck in a situation join me (laughs) join me on my journey um I I have hope and faith that we can all get through this and if you're, you're on a high, you're living your best year in 2022 and you're in 2023 now and you're like, yeah, this is great. I'm so happy for you and I'm cheering you on. Like, that is awesome. And I hope to join you and be able to say that 2023 is my best year yet as well. So I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. And like I mentioned before, I will have helplines and services Um, and directions to places that can help in the show notes but you can also always send me a dm reach out to me reach out to someone and we're all here to just help and support and nurture so i'm here for you and i hope you're looking after yourself if you haven't drunk some water in the past couple i don't know minutes hours please drink some water Make sure to have a nice meal, get some fresh air, get some good sleep.